0: is us
1: is a podcast that explores topics, perspectives and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I am your host Maria Moore. I am a mama I am a personal trainer. I am a person who is passionate about improving her life and finding ways to live healthy from the inside out. And that's what we talk about here on the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. Uh, In this episode, we'll be discussing ways to increase your chances for success, right? Because we want to get as close to that 100% as possible. And I'm going to share some ways that you can do that. But first... Gotta show love to our wonderful partner, Walmart. Listen, don't let flu season catch you off guard. Stay healthy all year round with Walmart's immunization options. I said I'm a mama, I'm also a wife, and I have a whole lot of folks in my household. Six humans and two dogs, but let's talk about the humans. As you can imagine, with that many people in one house, germs spread, and we do not want that to happen among our family members, and not just because we want our loved ones to stay healthy, but we don't want to spread germs to the people that we interact with on the daily. Walmart is helping you address common health concerns for the cold and flu season. Yes, I'm talking about talking cost and time effective ways to stay ahead of the flu season, because why be on the defense when you can be on the offense, when you can be proactive about your health and, Walmart is helping you make that happen. Proactively managing your family's health and wellness is super easy at Walmart. I'm talking little to no cost. Flu vaccines are available. Zero dollar copay with most insurance. State age and health restrictions may apply, so keep that in mind. But this can be a lifesaver for people who are uninsured or underinsured and need access to affordable immunizations. Because we have other expenses too. Many of those things we shop for in Walmart as well. Listen, stay in control of you and your family's health at the same place you do your shopping. You can get your groceries and a flu vaccine all in one trip. Welcome to Life Made Easy. Welcome to your Walmart. And I know I talk about how much I love the convenience and affordability at Walmart. And who wants to get sick and not feel great during the holidays? This is a good vibe time of year. So make sure you check out our friends over at Walmart. So in this episode of Mind, Body, and Business, we are talking ways to increase your chances for success and really evaluating what you're doing to get to the goal is pretty much the foundation for our weekly Mind, Body, and Business check-ins. If you're new to the podcast, I encourage our listeners to check in every seven days, so assuming that you're listening to each episode when it drops on Wednesdays, that you have something positive to show for in terms of getting closer to your goal. It's really important to track your progress so that you know if you need to make any adjustments, you know what the distractions are, what those roadblocks are, or if you're doing great, maybe you need to level up. Checking in with yourself is so, so important. I'm going to go into detail about that in just a few. But first, let's talk about this mind, body and business check in and how it works. So the three pillars of this podcast are mind, body and business. And what I like to do is encourage my listeners to set one goal in each of these areas. Now, if that feels overwhelming, you're like, oh, my gosh, I got all these guests coming. I got to clean up the house. I have to catch up on work. I can't make three goals, Maria. Well, just pick one, one that is most important to you. So what are you doing? for your mind. I always uh, use social media as an example. You know, I was uh, looking up some news stories for my segment on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show and one uh, news story that continues to come up from different angles and different research. Warnings, really, about mental health and suicides are the highest they've been since the government has been tracking suicides in the United States. Suicides are highest among people born in the 90s. And if you weren't born in the 90s, I'm sure you know someone who was born in the 90s. Uh, A lot of experts are linking excessive social media use to depression, anxiety. Folks get on social media and feel insufficient because they're looking at other people's lives that look so grand and amazing and feeling like they should be measuring up and they're not. So one of the goals that I encourage people to set when it comes to the mind is to limit how much time you spend on social media and be very intentional with that time. Make sure that you're using it in empowering ways. And I don't mean you should only be on social media to grow your business or... DIY projects related to making your house cleaner or you know getting more organized I mean you can be on social media to get your daily laugh because that is a deposit into your mental health but staying on scrolling all day looking up three four five hours and went by where you could have been using that time to take action towards your dreams to bond with people you love that is time better spent so if you're having an issue with social media I encourage you this week track how much time you're spending and aim to decrease it and replace it with something that is going to empower your life. Now, maybe social media is not an issue with you. Maybe you're one of those people like you don't even know how to log into a social media. And I think that's a good thing. You know, you're getting it in in real life. Well, mental health wise, do you need more sleep? Do you need to get physically organized? Is your environment all cluttered and chaotic and it is preventing you from focusing and thinking clearly? Or it could be something as simple as reading one chapter of a book every day. That can make a deposit into your mental health. So think about something you can do to enhance your mental and be intentional about working on it throughout the week. Now, when it comes to your body, that's pretty obvious. Uh, We can always do things to make our bodies feel better. Even if you're exercising already, are you doing a good stretch routine? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating too much sugar, consuming too much sugar? Um, Those are all things to consider as well. I would say sleep is a good goal. That ties into a mental health aspect as well. A lot of experts are linking depression and anxiety and different emotional, mental type disorders to lack of sleep. So maybe you need to make some changes in that area. What are you doing for your body over the next seven days? And your business, this does not necessarily mean you're a boss. You ain't got to try to become Oprah or start a business or pressure yourself to have a certain number of sales, but maybe your business is handling your finances. Maybe you need to reevaluate your budget or track your spending. So think about something that you can do for your mind, body, and business, a small goal in each area, or maybe a single goal if you're feeling overwhelmed, and do the work to get closer to the goal over the next seven days. Before I jump into this episode's topic about you know ways to increase your chances for success, I just want to talk about how tracking your progress gives you so much power, the real benefits of it. Um, I know for me, I've learned that when I track my progress, it really helps me realize that I am in control more than I think I am. And so I see this a lot as a personal trainer. Um, I meet clients and even some clients that I've been working with for several months or people who are thinking of hiring me as their personal trainer. One of the common things I hear is, I've tried everything. Um, I'm eating healthy. I'm exercising every day. I don't know what's going on. And then I'll ask a question like, okay, well, shoot me over your meal log. And they don't have a meal log. And I'm like, well, how do you know you're eating healthy? Well, on Tuesday, I think I ate a salad. And I mean, I did go to Chick-fil-A that day. Um, And then on Wednesday, oh, yeah, I was hanging out late. Well, I only had one slice of pizza, uh, but I ate egg whites the next morning. It's just all over the place. So um, tracking your progress, what it does is it gives you data. It gives you the ability to go back and look at your choices and see if they are aligned with that end goal. And most of the time, there are things that we are in control of that can help us make more progress. But because we're not tracking those things, because we're not paying attention, we stay in a cycle of doing the same thing over and over again. That's why. I think it's so important to check in with yourself every seven days because if you wait 30 days, oh, my gosh, there might be things that have been piling up over time. And then you're spending more of your energy trying to undo those things instead of making progress to move forward. Right. Um, You ever feel like. You're doing so much work just to stand still. It's because you're having to correct so many mistakes that went unaddressed. So remember that when you track your progress, when you really pay attention and are intentional about taking the steps to achieve the goal, you really do give yourself a lot of power. And I'm not saying that there aren't things that are out of your control because some things are out of Our control. You may have limited finances and you can't afford a gym membership or you may be in a food desert and it's very difficult to have access to healthy foods. Conversely, can you eat less of that unhealthy food? Can you do exercises in your home just using your body weight? So there are ways to work around the obstacles that life throws at us. And we have to remember that there's so many things that are out of our control, but also many, many things that are in our control. And we gain an awareness of this when we track what we're doing day to day, week to week, month to month. It is magical. Tracking my progress is what has helped me get out of debt, stay healthy, make sure that I'm maintaining a healthy marriage because me and my husband will track like, when's the last time we went out together? When's the last time we did something that made us feel closer as a couple? So I'm really sharing this to drive home the point that tracking what you're doing is going to give you so much power. So understand that benefit as we get into this list of ways to increase your chances for success. Let's start by looking at the research. Now, if you are trying to achieve a goal, the more often that you monitor your progress, the greater the likelihood that you will succeed. Now, this is according to research published by the American Psychology Association. And get this. Your chances of success are even more likely if you report your progress publicly or physically record it. I love this idea of Reporting your progress publicly, because one thing that we don't like is looking crazy in front of other people or saying that we were going to do something and don't do it. I'm guilty of this. I remember um, signing up with a business coach I'm hiring this guy. He's really amazing. His name is Bammy, and he's based out of Nigeria And we had several coaching sessions, and he gave me every single thing that I needed to be successful. He gave me a lot of resources, including resources that helped me with my storytelling and formatting this podcast. And here we are, 60-something episodes deep, and I'm still using a lot of the techniques that Bammy taught me. But one thing that he challenged me to do— was to get more comfortable speaking in front of the camera. And I know that probably sounds crazy because most people would think, man, you're really comfortable talking. I mean, look at what I'm doing right now. But in front of the camera, I don't know. It's just I put that thing on selfie mode and I press record. And instead of focusing on the message, I'm looking at my eyebrows. I'm trying to see if I got... Uh, dry lips. You know, I'm looking at my edges. I'm just all all focused on <laughs> the wrong things. So it was a really good exercise for me. There were about four other people in my coaching group, and we all had this 30 day do a video challenge. And it didn't have to be a long video, but just a sincere video talking to our social media followers about who we are, what we do. Um, tying in the program or service that we were offering into little pieces of stories and content that made a genuine connection with our uh, followers. So not anything that felt like we were reading a script, but just really talking from the heart. And I was off to a really good start and I remember that first week I did seven days, and it felt so good to check in with the group and put my goal down. And then, as life started punching me and beating me up and stomping me on the ground, <laughs> all of these things came up. and it was nothing. Like bad. It was just like a ton of responsibilities and really new opportunities in other professional areas of my life that came up. So I kind of had to put that challenge on the back burner. But I remember just feeling like, oh, I went and posted in this Facebook group. Of my peers that I was going to do this 30 day challenge and so I use that as an example uh, that it really does make a difference when you publicly state hey this is what I'm going to do and it doesn't have to be on a social media page with tens of thousands of followers it could be to someone that is close to you and this is really good because if that person is close to you and cares about you and understands the importance of you achieving this goal they're gonna check in with you and say
0: well how's that thing going
1: That thing that you said you were going to be doing, you know, how is that meal plan going? Did you grocery shop? Did you meal prep? Did you eat what you actually cook? Or were you all up in that food delivery app trying to, you know, get some food sent to the office or to the house? Talking to people about your goals can be very effective. Um, I know I've done this and I have been successful at it. I gave you all an example of me failing at it, but I have been successful at it um, inside of our business, Uh, setting those goals and talking publicly about those things, Um, setting goals for my body, being consistent with my meal plan, being consistent with my exercise routine, posting my exercises on social media, talking to people that I love and am close to about my goals and them holding me accountable. Again, the power of monitoring your progress and how the likelihood of you succeeding increases when you track your progress and when you feel Physically recorded. And when I say physically, I'm more so talking about pen to paper, actually writing it down. Because, I mean, I think it's cool to use... um Apps and putting things in your phone and uh, spreadsheets or whatever, but it's just something about pen to paper. To me, it creates a stronger mental and emotional connection to the goal. Physically writing things down, I love you know the big calendars and writing things down on each day. And at the end of the night, I can put check marks and put a big X over the day, like yes, I completed all of these things. And it reminds me to take things one day at a time, but it also gives me a snapshot of my entire week. My entire month, and the things that I need to be focused on to achieve my goal. And I also want to bring up one more point about my failed. 30-day challenge. You know, when I was talking about how important it is to track because when you are tracking what you're doing, it gives you data. And that challenge made me realize that I was taking on too much. I was not staggering out my goals. I am the type of person that decides she wants to do something and I will set a deadline to get it done. But I also have five other things going on in the background. So me not completing that 30-day challenge to first time around helped me realize that I was, again, taking too much on at one time. That's why I said, even if you don't achieve the goal or you're not making progress, the data is beneficial because it shows you where you need to make adjustments. Another really important thing to consider when you are working towards increasing your chances for success is really a mindset shift. Sometimes it's not the resources or talent, money or anything like that that's holding us back. It's just our limiting beliefs. Even if you're clear on your goal, you might find yourself procrastinating, pulling back or even um, engaging in some form of self-sabotage. Now, the reason usually has to do with your inner conflicts. Maybe there were things that happened to you as a child or you were in a relationship with someone, maybe a teacher or someone you respect told you you weren't capable of doing something, they can show up in the form of fears and doubts. For example, you may have a desire to achieve a goal, but at the same time, you don't believe that you're strong enough. You don't believe you're smart enough or educated enough to make it happen. One of my favorite quotes, and I have many, but this is one of my top three, is, Energy flows where attention goes. So if you are focused on what you lack, that could have a negative impact and even create a wall between you and the goal you're trying to achieve. Conversely, if you feed yourself with positivity, if you are optimistic in your approach to achieve a goal, then you'll be more likely to get it done. So, yes, knowing what you want to achieve is really important, but also addressing any inner conflicts that's going to be standing in the way is really important to consider. Once you uncover and resolve any lingering emotional, mental issues, your chances for success will likely increase. Another thing is getting around the right people. You are definitely a reflection of the company you keep. And something that I realized in my 40s is that it is okay to make friends, even if you're middle aged. (laughs) You know, you think that, man, I've had these set of friends, these set of coworkers that I've known all of these years. And sometimes everyone doesn't go along with you in your journey for growth and your evolution. And as you change your interests and uh, start gravitating towards different things, things that are very unfamiliar and brand new, even later in life. So it's really important that you're surrounded by people who are like minded, who are going to uplift you, encourage you, be honest with you uh, when you need that criticism. That's really key. Um, I remember when I decided to really go hard with my online wellness program. And I decided to hire a coach and participate in this program. It's called the Digital Course Academy with Amy Porterfield. She's amazing. Made $18,000 on my launch. um, So it was very successful. And one of the aspects of the program that I thought was so awesome was the community. And I met a lot of people who were trying to do the same thing that I was doing, not necessarily in the same industry, but we were all trying to develop an online presence and sell our services online. So I developed friendships. I have a good friend now. Her name is Lene, who I probably would have never met uh, had I not been in that program And she lives in Chicago. She's a middle-aged white woman. Like, there aren't many things that would have brought us together outside of me joining this community and participating in this program. We became accountability partners. We shared our goals with one another. And we were doing check-ins every other week. And so she found a way to be successful at selling her career coaching services and I did the same with fitness. Two very different industries but we had a common goal and we were using the same techniques to promote our services. Um, Same thing with me making new friends in social settings or things that aren't necessarily related to making money but are tied to my interests and my hobbies because, yeah, you can set goals that aren't necessarily connected to having a better appearance or making more money, but really connected to your happiness. So remember, the people you surround yourself really can make a difference. They generate the opinions, their perspectives, you know, point of views that your mind is continuously subjected to. That exposure is so important. So find ways to get around positive thinking people with goals and aspirations, people who are interesting, people who treat others well and celebrate the success of others. Because who wants to be around a bunch of haters? I know I don't. The more you're exposed to the thoughts of successful, uplifting, positive, optimistic people, the more you'll be influenced by them and possibly emulate their way of thinking, which will serve well in your journey to success. Another thing that was a huge learning lesson for me in, you know, my pursuit of increasing my chances for success was my ability to be flexible and to understand there was more than one way for me to achieve my goal. And as a personal trainer, I found this to be true, Um, learning from different clients, seeing people achieve great results, pursuing different methods of doing so. So being flexible and maintaining that level of optimism, even when you don't see the results quickly, is going to be very important and will likely increase your chances for a success. We all have different walks in life, problems, issues, they come up. And they probably weren't necessarily factored in (laughs) to the process. You know, you don't say, well, I want to save this much money to buy a house and over the period of six months. I'm going to save a thousand dollars and boom, I'll be good to go by the end of the six months. But then, you know, you get into an accident or your refrigerator breaks or your child needs some dental work done. You don't factor those things in. So it's really important to be flexible. I can tell you um, this happened to me with my last pregnancy. Well, before my husband and I got married, I was a single mom with two kids. He read vows to the boys at our wedding. And he has always been 100 percent committed to the role of father with all of our children. And so after we got married, we had more children. Now, with my daughter, Lagaya, who is now 12 years old, we were very intentional, trying day in and day out, uh, had everything planned out. Several tries in, uh, it didn't work. You know, we had some miscarriages. And then finally, uh, we had a pregnancy that stuck. And here's my daughter. So we're like, all right. So now we are a family of five, three kids, mama and daddy, we good to go. You know, we had tried so hard with my daughter. But that was not the case for my son. It's just all of a sudden, I just got pregnant again. <laughs> and my husband was like, what? Do that test again. And I can remember it was so funny because, you know, we already had a full house with five kids. Not five kids, with five people. Three kids, that was already a lot. So the first thing my husband said was, uh, where's he gonna sleep? How he gonna fit in the car? He was already calling my son. He he just knew we were having a boy. There were also things happening in my life because I had my daughter, and she wasn't even two years old yet, and I had just lost all the weight. I was diving deeper into my career, doing more appearances, working on my personal training. So I had all of these new aspirations after having my daughter, and she was finally getting to the point where she was walking, and it wasn't as difficult as those baby days, and here we are again. Now, do I change or eliminate the goal, or do I change my way in pursuing the goal? See, and this is something that we have to keep in mind, just because life throws challenges at you or unexpected things come up, that doesn't mean that you give up on your dreams. You just find another way to get it done. And then sometimes that other way is going to require more time, but it doesn't mean that you can't achieve it. So be flexible and remember to maintain a positive mindset because staying positive is one of the most underrated, overlooked and understated powerful tools that we have in our arsenal to increase our chances for success. But the foundation for that is going to be your level of optimism and understanding that flexibility is often required to achieve goals because unexpected things do happen. And when you learn to adapt, when you learn to be flexible, this is going to be a skill that will help you at many other points in your life. And then the last point I want to make, don't forget to have fun. Have fun while you are pursuing your goal because you're more likely to be consistent at something that you are having fun doing, even if certain action items on your list to achieve your goals seem boring, remember the end goal. Find the joy in it because learning what you're capable of can be fun and exciting. So this is essential that you are having fun along the way. Um, I've shared in previous episodes that I am learning to speak Spanish and it can be very daunting, but I'm finding the fun in it. And so for me, that means apps, that means having conversations with my Spanish speaking friends who I feel will not judge me. That means learning phrases that are related to my everyday activities, challenging myself in fun ways, listening to Latin music that I really enjoy and learning how to speak Spanish through listening to lyrics, watching movies in Spanish. And so I'm having a lot of fun along the way and I'm not putting a whole lot of pressure on myself. But all of these fun activities are contributing to me achieving that end goal. So do not forget to have fun along the way. That can definitely help increase your chances for success. All right, fam, that is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. As always, I appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Be sure to give us a follow on all social media, especially Instagram. If you have a question for me, you want it included in this podcast, I got you. Find me at mbbpod, Pod on all social media. And I personally check the DMs on Instagram. Until next time, take care. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated reach media production hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me on Instagram at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E, or check out my website at mariamore.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E.com. Executive produced by Maria Moore, supervisory producer, Colby Cove Tyner, director of sales and corporate partnerships. Michelle Marino integrated marketing and partnerships, Lori flowers, Laura Lopez and Brittany Jackson, digital marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis and Tim hall music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the mind, body and business podcast.